In this episode of the Renovation Radio Podcast, we talk to millennial mortgage banker Allie Schmidt from Future Home Loans in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Allie has a unique approach to using LinkedIn to market her community, her company, and her business partners. Renovation Radio, because we're all a work in progress. Allie Schmidt, welcome to Renovation Radio. Hey, Mark, how are you? I always say it's a great day to be alive. Oh, my goodness. It's such a bright day. Well, good. Well, hey, Thanks I- for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, no. Thank you for taking some time out. I'm, I'm excited to have you on as well. So um, let's start off right after that talking about you. Um, give us a little bit of information about yourself, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, and how you got, yeah. it, and how you got in the mortgage business. Well, I have to say, I think it's so funny that you worked with my mom many, many moons ago. And then, you know, my mom's been a, a processor in the business and she's, she's done many hats in the mortgage industry as well as my, my dad over the gosh, probably 20 years now they've been in it. And it's, I rem- remember hearing your name, you know, back in the day and when my mom worked with you and then when you guys got to catch up, it was like, this is a small world, but I love it. I, I guess that's really it. I, yeah, I, I was born in Minnesota. And so it's funny. I, I live down here. I take on a little bit of a Northern accent, but I, I go up there and they're like, you're not from here. So I don't know where I belong. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, uh, I grew up in, I actually grew up down here. We, we moved to Florida when I was seven. So, I mean, I'm 29 now and you know, don't tell anybody that, but I lived here for a long time. So this is home. And, um, when we moved over, we was, I think it was 2001 and my dad started walk, working for Washington mutual. And my mom kind of came in shortly after and, and both of them got in the business. And I mean, that, that was literally table talk. I mean, it started off when I was a young adult or uh, sorry, young child. And then it's funny because as I, you know, kept growing. And then I got out of high school and my parents were still in the business. You know, I went into the restaurant industry for quite a while. And, you know, my mom and I would like call each other at the end of the day. And, and I would send, she would be telling me about our conventional loan and all the, you know, the guidelines and the conditions she's trying to clear. And, and it, I, I picked it up so much. I kind of, kind of got into it. And it's really funny to, to be where I'm at now because I cannot imagine doing anything else that I, that I do, but, but I love it. I I moved down here officially to, um, St. Augustine from Jacksonville in 2016. And, I just bought a house down here myself. And, um, so it's, it's great. I love, I love living in St. Augustine. I love the area, the town. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's just definitely has like a very community feel. So, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. You know, I just moved around a little bit and, uh, you know, grow up. I had a very average childhood, but, you know, he's always got your little crazy stories of, of things, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> well, it is a, it is a crazy small world. Yeah, your mom and I have been friends for a long time. She's probably the best mortgage processor in the business. And, uh, it was crazy. It was catching up with her and, and, uh, your uh your LinkedIn profile pops up in my feed all the time. You're doing some really cool stuff out there. So your mom and I are are guess <laughs> mom and I are Gen X and you yep. you are a millennial, so let's just sort of let let the cat out of the bag. So do you Oh like, my goodness. Do you call the millennial? 
I, I luckily don't, I feel like it's not a phrase I come across too often, but I, I love, I definitely say like I'm 93, but I was raised very like eighties and nineties. Like I was not allowed to have a cell phone until almost high school. And I definitely feel like there's a, there's a, there's a bad rap that the millennials got is, um, I don't know. I hear so many, I feel like other people have different feelings about it, but I, I love my generation. I feel like growing up when I did and like, we didn't really have computers quite yet. Like there were computers, but like there, you know, I went to school, I was in elementary school and we had like a very basic typing class. So it really wasn't until I was almost in in middle school that the cell phones and the computers and that's literally the cusp of of what shifted the generations was the you know the millennial to the to the gen z and i definitely i enjoy being a millennial but i also feel like people are like oh you guys are so young not doing anything you know don't want to work hard and i'm like i like at one point had four jobs just to pay rent by myself like i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not working hard enough (laughs) you make a good point so i was in college the first time that i heard the term gen x right right and so we were considered very cynical lazy you know and the first time I heard the term, I'm like, you know, that's just a way for the baby boomers to sell us stuff. They want to put a label on us so they can sell Right. Us. And I think it's the, the same thing coming around with the millennials. Now, But you do bring up a good point about the phone. The phone definitely is different. But the one thing that really bugs me up with that, that the stereotypes that I hear about the millennials is that they're entitled. And right. I don't think entitlement has anything to do with the year you were born. I think entitlement has to do with your parents. And right. So you mentioned, you know, your parents wouldn't let you have a phone, you know, until you got to high school. You know, we had similar rules for our kids and same with cars and everything else. And, you know, I, uh, I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, they, they, the older generation has been talking about the younger generation being entitled since the beginning of time. Some of our earliest writings and stories, you know, talk about, you know, thousands of years ago, talk about this exact same thing. So. So younger people—it's just—it's such an evolution of of personalities and characterizations. It's it's always gonna have you're always gonna kind of have that that wave that up and down that you go through in life, and you know if it's not happening now, it's gonna happen in twenty years. You just there's cycles, you know. Yep. It's funny, like my brother is my brother and I are seven years apart, so he's he's twenty two and. You know, so he was born in 2000 and he had a cell phone in third grade. But, you know, that's that's when my parents were going through their their divorce. And it was just more common for that to to happen. Now, you know, my brother also, you know, I how my brother and I's life went went was very opposite. Like I moved out early. I had to work a bunch of different jobs to cover my rent. And, you know, I didn't do any college courses, but I still, you know, I still came out of it with incredible work ethic and I still came out of it with respect for my elders. And like, you know, there's so, so certain like etiquettes that you kind of 
evolve with as you grow up into, you know, going from a, a millennial to say an, an adult now. And whereas my brother's totally opposite. My brother had a phone right away and he had a computer right away and he, you know, grew up and he's, um, he's been in college for, for, I think he's going on six years now, but he's also going to graduate from, um, college of the mines in golden Colorado. And, you know, my parents have kind of like helped subsidize his rent so that he could stay in school, but he's also extremely well-mannered and he's very smart. And he, you know, we grew up with totally different lives and here we are on the other side of things in our twenties at this point, one earlier twenties, one later twenties. And, you know, I have to think like my parents can take a pat on their back because we're both, you know, really well sustained, self-sustaining young human beings. And we, we both grew up on, you know, complete opposite sides of, of like that generation cusp. So I, I completely agree with you. I really just think it's, it's the entitlement and what people expect, what, like what you expect of others. You, you kind of have to think that's, if anything, you know, if your brother is seven years younger, but I guess he's technically Gen, is it Gen Y or Gen Z? Gen Z. Gen Z. I th- yeah, he's Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like there's certain um, phrases, you know, that I remember, like I would call my brother and he'd be telling me about he's out with his friends or this or that. He would use like a term and I'd be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, I, There's definitely enough of like an age gap where you can certain little things you can, you know, you can tell the difference. And, but at the same time, overall, you, you know, you look at, at what we've done with our lives and the way that we grew up. And a lot of that comes down to how you were raised and what was expected of you and what you're, what you've been taught to make expectations and how you want to, how you want to conduct yourself in life. And I mean, isn't that, you know, that's how you pick, you know, baby boomers are going to do something different than Gen X. Gen X is going to do something different than millennial and millennials going to do something than different than Gen Z. It's just, you know, I don't know. I, I like my millennial term. It's fun. I like it, but I love, I'm, I'm such a nineties baby. I run with it. <laughs> So, so one thing that I think that is different, it's, 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 it's true, is you mentioned you know, the phone, the computer, and all, and also social media. And so, I find it interesting. You know, I don't do, a, I don't consume a whole lot of social media. I do have a LinkedIn account, and I do mm-hmm. some stuff on LinkedIn, and that's how I came across you and, and your, you and your company, and the way you approach LinkedIn. I thought it was very unique. You know, a lot, a lot. I shouldn't even say a lot. Most of the stuff that I see on LinkedIn is kind of boring. It's like you know, it's somebody posting a flyer about themselves or they're bragging about themselves. Um, right. All about them. And the way you come across on LinkedIn is so different. Like you're actually out in the marketplace doing cool stuff and you're and you're highlighting other people and you're making it about them. And I think that's really the what that, that maybe I don't know if it's the original idea, but I think it's a more uh, effective way you know, to use social media is to make it about, not about you, but make it about others. So, uh, I mean, do you, with your, with your LinkedIn post, are you connecting that to your Instagram or how do, how do you, how do you do that? Um, yes. So I, it was so funny. I actually got introduced to LinkedIn once I was, once this business development role was introduced to me, I I had heard of it. I just, I had never been active on it. I didn't really understand as far as I had 
the the general consensus when I would, you know, discuss with my my peers and my colleagues about LinkedIn was it was just a business platform. And I guess to kind of take a step back for a second, you know, Facebook, you had MySpace and then Facebook was like, well, we don't want people with fake. We want something more professional. Well, then Facebook kind of evolved and then everybody's friends and family came on there and then it became, are you posting about your dog? Or are you posting about your job? So I feel like LinkedIn kind of came into play as in, hey, we want to have a social media platform for pure business discussions. And I mean, while that's wonderful and that can be very insightful and you can pull in a lot of genius minds and and different, you know, business socialites and and put them on a platform to, to share best practices. It also, you know, when you have a very specific type of, you know, conversation going, it, it can get a little bit dull. And I do love that LinkedIn is, is a specific way for you to go and you can find out people and what their work, you can really see someone's work ethic or, or how active they are, or how passionate they are, what kind of off information are they offering to, to, you know, their, uh, who they're looking for. And I guess with LinkedIn, my approach was, um, you know, I want my, my, my goal is to get our company name in front of people. And I'm really good at reading people. I'm really good at taking relationships and building them. So when I started working on my LinkedIn account, you know, I really wasn't in a, in a position. I didn't have a ton of experience, like hands on experience in the industry to be able to write a lot of long, long, intricate, in-depth educational, informational type of posts, because I just, you know, I've been around it, but I haven't been in it. And I'm not going to sit there and preach something I you know didn't know. So what I did is I said, let me, let me, let me share how I'm building my business relationships as I'm building them, because that, that is something I can share. That is something that people don't necessarily know how to do. I mean, I've, I've heard it more than once, but it was, it was very specific with Andy. He was like, you have something that I can't teach people. You're just your personality. I have, you have, you have that niche that you can't teach someone how to do. And if we can take what you have naturally and then build up the rest of it, then I can help. That's what I can help with. And that's exactly why I took on the role that I did. And I, I love working with him because he sits there and he's like, okay. So I think like building my posts about how to apply, you know, marketing and resources and business relationship building and then putting it in a post and making it motivating for others who are now watching my LinkedIn page go from one follow to 600, it, you know, it, it shows something like, I think if anything, people probably looked at my LinkedIn post like, Oh, she's been, you know, she's been doing this forever. Well, I mean, if you go back on my account, I made my account five months ago and we've done the work that we've done because we know it's working and you're, you're watching live progress go from someone very young in the business with, you know, just family in it, um, to someone who's going to become a pillar within this, within this career in this industry, because it's something I care about. And if I can build my entire business platform based on that alone, then I'm going to 
share what I'm doing through LinkedIn posts. And it's just not a dynamic that a lot of other people take. They tend to like, you know, share information they already knew, whereas I'm sharing it as I go, because I don't really have an alternative way to do it. Well, the, so the, the stuff that you mentioned, just, just so you know, no, no, nobody reads that stuff anyway, you know, so <laughs> right. it's like, you know, you, you might glance at it just barely, you might throw it a like or a celebrate or something like that. But you're, those are, those aren't the things that seem to grab people's eyeballs, but you know, but the stuff you do is, uh, is, is very, very interesting because it's, you can, you can tell it's real. It's you, you're being you, you're not trying to be something that you're not. And, uh, right. and you're highlighting other people in the community that, are, that that you've either helped in the past or want to help in the in the future. So I, I made a like a short list of things that that I that I saw, and I wanted to sort of put you on the spot a little bit and maybe get you yeah do those things. So so you do one thing called a, a realtor drop. Like what what is a realtor drop? Yeah. So my company actually puts those together, but I loved the concept of it, and so we do one per quarter. Um, and, and we do smaller ones here or there, but we do a main one and it's ideally to create an opportunity for our loan officers who want to just give back to their business relationships, whether they're already existing relationships or, you know, say you went to an open house and you met this agent and, you know, you reached out for coffee, but hadn't heard anything. And you're kind of like looking for an excuse to, to see them again and maybe try to just, you know, get to know them a little bit better. And you don't want to just, it's not always, it's kind of intimidating just walking into somebody's office and saying, Hey, I met you that one time. You never texted me back. Can I, can I talk to you? This is like a good opportunity for people who, you know, need to get out there, get out there. So what our marketing department does and our company does is we put together um, our loan officers, let us know a list of how many things, realtor packages they want and then we order them and they're put in different boxes and then our loan officers take them out all day and we go to all of our business relationships and just give a little give back like thank you thank you for your business thank you for any time you've given me i appreciate what you're doing and i want to say thank you so it was really cool with our fourth of july um ones because we actually got uh like american flag koozies we had some sparklers. Um, it was just a really good, cute package that was put together. I think we're getting ready to do another one coming up at the end of October. Um, and it's going to be, um, kind of, you know, pumpkin themed and Halloween-ish. Um, so it's cool. And what it does is it, it honestly, as a company, we mean, we're a locally owned business. And so it boosts our algorithm when we can sit there and not only are we doing good things for our preferred relationships, but we're all, you've got 200 loan officers all going out and taking pictures of the presence with their business partners and, or their business partners are taking a picture with our company loan officers, thanking them for the present. And it, it it creates kind of like that, that social media pump up to just stay relevant, which is what any successful company, you know, that's the whole goal is to, to stay ahead. And it's a, it's a way to take a genuine effort, but also, you know, a good, a good marketing strategy. And we kind of combine it together. It gets our loan officers, um, an opportunity to take a break from some of their, you know, maybe more dull day-to-day duties and get out there and 
and show face and meet people and meet their friends. And, you know, instead of going golfing, you're going to stop by their office and drop them off a little care package. You know, who doesn't love care packages, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. So now you mentioned it's really cool. No, that is, that's, that's amazing. So you, you mentioned the 4th of July. So your, your company, Future Home Loans, you guys are a veteran owned company. We, we are. Yeah. For a bunch of veterans. Um, not all of our loan officers are, employees are, are veteran. It's just, it's nice to say that that's our brand. We care. We, we, we are bread and butter is, is military and veteran loans just because we do have, um, a lot of, of, you know, retired or veterans that are loan officers with our company now, um, Elizabeth Cassidy is running our Melbourne office and I know she served for a good portion of time. Um, and she's, she took over that office about a year ago and she's killing it, but it's great because she has a ton of weight in the veteran community because it's something that's genuinely passionate for her. And on top of that, she's, you know, has hands-on experience dealing with VA loans. And I think that VA ends up getting kind of, you know, it's kind of gets a bad rap when you don't know about it, or it's a product that comes across that you're not familiar with. So when we ended up adding all these people in together to, you know, for the business, uh, Rob and Nick both, both served and, you know, now they have this business. And so it just, it kind of just worked. It flowed together. We're a veteran owned company because we are. And, Um, I mean, I don't like, I have not personally served, but you know, my family, my family has my grandpa, both my grandparents did. Um, and it, it kind of just, it, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I like the camaraderie we have. You, you have real people who have military experience. So there's a lot of structure, a lot of discipline to create a successful company, but they also are very, very community-based and very family-oriented and they, they want what's best for their company and the people who work for them as well. And when you add enough people with the same vision, it really shows in, in the genuinity that's going, that goes, goes out. Like everything that we project from our people, I've never had a company that everyone is awesome. <laughs> like I've worked in several different in- work environments and there's always going to just be that, like that one Karen or that one, you know, Joe that just is like, this doesn't fit in with the crew. And it's really cool. It became very apparent right when I started working for the company that I was like, I've never met a company where every single person that works with us is just absolutely incredible. They're they're kind-hearted, they're caring, they're passionate, they love what they do. Some of them are a little bit more laid back. Some of them have some sass, you know, some of them have served, some of them haven't. It just works really well. I like it a lot. You know, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think the VA, the VA loan program does get a bad rap sometimes. You know, I think any, anybody who's risked their life and limb, you know, for us to, you know, be able to buy and sell real estate, you know, you, you ought to get if, if the veterans, you know, looking to, to buy a house with the, with the VA loan, which which is the actually the best deal for a veteran is a VA loan. Um, right. VA and VA borrowers typically are more qualified than even conventional borrowers. Um, I did a whole a whole episode on VA lending a, a few weeks ago, so I'm a huge proponent of VA and, and to have sellers and, and realtors accept VA contracts and um, maybe less lesser con, lesser programs. Um, right. 
I mean, the veteran, the, you know, the veterans, you know, those, they're, they're usually good loans and they, and they usually close on time, if not every time. And for, but, but besides that fact, um, the veteran did, you know, risk, you know, um, everything uh, for us to be able to transact in real estate. So we all, you know, we all at least both have a shot at home ownership. And that's it's one just, thing. It's such a, it's such a good feel to be able to help help that community and and be involved and then you know not only to have that but then have a business to support other local businesses it's it's definitely uh like you said it's a very feel good to be able to help you know the the men and women of our country who have served but also be able to to apply a, a certain aspect as a company it's it, you kind of tackle it from both sides it's it's awesome it's, it's the right thing to do and it's actually one thing that that your generation and my generation have kind of in common is neither neither we, we were the I was I think the first generation to not have mandatory military service. You know, they ended, mm. ended the draft right. in the seventies, even though we had to register for it. Um, and, we, and we haven't had one since. It's been an all voluntary military force since that time. And that's something that Gen X and Millennial and Gen Z all all have in common. Um, but uh, so yeah, so. Uh, so you work for uh, for Future Home Loans that are located there in Jacks Beach, Florida. Uh, tell us a little bit, a little bit more about your company. Um. Yeah. So we we have our we have a we have a I call it headquarters is in Jacks Beach. Um. I'm actually really excited. We we were renting a space that we've been at for for a few years, and we actually just bought a building um right across from the Wells Fargo on Third Street. So we're we're really excited. It's a two story building. It's it's definitely a big milestone for the company. So being able to see um see Rob and, and Nick's faces as they got to announce that was, it was really, really cool. They're so deserving of it. Um, but we, we're actually licensed, um, pretty much up the East coast. So we have another office in Melbourne. And like I said, we've got one of our, our bulldog, uh, loan officer, Elizabeth is absolutely incredible. Um, she's amazing. And she opened up that office about a year ago and it's, it's just done nothing, but, but grow and grow and grow where there was nothing. So we have that office as well. Um, but we've got Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Um, we're all licensed and we actually are also licensed in Texas and Tennessee. So the Texas licensing just came. Um, we just added on a loan officer out there and she's doing, She's doing great things. Um, I guess there's a couple different directions I could go with about our company, but from my perspective to to speak on things that I I know directly of, one thing I love is how hands-on our president of sales is, Andy, our our owners, um, Rob Nick, Nick's wife Mary is our chief of marketing. She's absolutely fantastic. Just the the main pillars that you have holding up this incredible structure. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I've, I've watched my mom, you know, process for years and because she's always worked more on the operations side, I kind of watched her work environments shift over the years as the market has shift. Um, my dad's been an independent broker, so he's owned his own company and, you know, he's always done good, but, I mean, you know, he makes the joke. He's been, he's never had a day off in 20 years because it's just him. So he's not, if he's not working, if he doesn't answer a phone call, that's a deal that fell through. And so being able to see this opportunity for, 
for room and growth and prosperity and then bring on these loan officers who are building their pipeline and then they're given a company to kind of just back them. They're, they're provided marketing resources. They're provided, um, you know, help with, with starting the loan process up. You know, we've got people in the Jack's Beach office that, you know, our, our North Carolina office can send a file in and they can help set the file up while they're doing it. It's just, you've got, we've got a, a realtor concierge who we keep, um, in touch with the listing and the selling agent on both sides throughout every step of the process. And then once the loan is closed and funded, we go on and give both the listing agent and the selling agent a five-star review because we want their business to grow. And, you know, when you're looking at Google reviews and you're competing against the internet, it's important to, to stay at the top, but stay at the top for the right reasons. And we've built um, incredible relationships with our, with our lenders and our account executives are amazing. And so it's, it's wonderful. You have a company that's brought together. These amazing people is offering these incredible products that are, are unlike other products that you're seeing on the market as far as interest rates. And, you know, I'm not licensed. I can't go into all of that, but at the same time, then you have, you know, one-on-one masterminds meetings and you have structure and you've got people who worked in Wells Fargo and Bank of America for 20 years and understand they're really good loan officers, but they wanted to have that freedom to be able to offer a better product, not only to their borrowers, but create, you know, give something when you treat and offer a good product for your loan officer to sell, they're going to sell it, especially when you give them all of the tools that they need to be successful. Then the only thing that you're doing is, is, powering and backing their future, which is important to us. So that's why we always say the future is bright. You know, it's your business powered by future home loans. And it's really unique. I've, I've watched both my parents go through a lot and I, I, I had never seen anything like it. And it, it was not one of those things that took me a couple of months working with the company to find it. It became very apparent probably about the second week on the job. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is different. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it sounds awesome. So did you say that your your next big event is, is Halloween? You're doing something for Halloween? Um, we're doing another wheeletter drop on October 28th. So it's we usually try to time them on Fridays. Um, that will be our next one. Huh? Are you going in costume? You know, that's a good question. Maybe I should. I always make the running joke. We have, it's not even a, I don't know how it's happened, but somehow we've ended up with about 20 bald loan officers that work for future. And it's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. So I kind of made the running joke. I was going to dress up as a bald loan officer that works for future. (laughs) I also don't want to scare anybody. (laughs) It is the Friday before the Georgia Florida game, so you know you've always got that. You know, I might, I might have to. I don't, I don't feel like getting in any fights, so we're we're pretty, we're pretty passionate about our football down here. <laughs> I'm thinking ball loan officer would be a strong, strong costume. I I'm thinking about it. I think it'd be really funny. We've got got a couple golfing shirts I can throw on just change my name tag out every hour to a to a different name glasses <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh I love it I love it 
Well, hey, Ali, I, I love what you're doing on LinkedIn. I love what you're doing for future home loans. Sounds like you guys have a lot of cool stuff going on down there. I appreciate you taking some time to uh, talk to us on uh, on Renovation Radio. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And it's always a pleasure to uh, to catch up with you, Mark. Um, anything you guys need, I'm here for you. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll see you on LinkedIn. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Renovation Radio Podcast. Please help the show by following us and rating us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please help us spread the word by sharing our podcast on your social media. The views, information, and opinions expressed on Renovation Radio are solely those of the individuals involved. Renovation Radio, because we're all a work in progress.